because I spend a lot of time by myself, I'm talking to people on Instagram and, you know, there's conversations going on and relationships. That's, that's another thing about selling your work um, yourself is that you have a relationship with your collector. You've got something going on there. You just don't have that with the galleries. I've got nothing against galleries. I, there's certainly a place for them, but you can certainly do it yourself. Hi there, my name's Willie Russo and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. That's Western Australian artist Wanda Comrie. Wanda has been painting for about 20 years now, but it's only in the last four or five that she left her job in the public service and began painting with intention. And I think it's fair to say Wanda has found her groove with her vibrant botanical works. Her smaller works, the 18 by 12 centimetre ones, sell within an hour of being posted up on Instagram. And it's not just to an Australian audience either. Around half of Wanda's pieces go abroad. I loved talking with Wanda because she's just so calmly and assuredly doing her own thing. She's creating her work, selling via Instagram. She's not influenced by chasing art prizes or galleries. And as she says herself, I'm here to create the work and then get it out there. In today's episode of Interview with an Artist, Wanda and I talked about why art prizes maybe aren't so much in her future anymore, even though she won the 2019 Frankie Magazine Good Stuff Award. We also talked the realities of admin and logistics when selling your own work. And we also talk about Instagram, about how her community grew with the help of a couple of features from the jealous curator and previous guest of the show, American artist powerhouse, Ashley Longshaw, but also a lot of love and dedication on Wanda's part. If you don't already, head on over and follow Wanda Comrie on Instagram for a fabulous hit of botanical beauty and colour. Enjoy meeting the talented Wanda Comrie. Oh my God, I love your studio. Yeah, I've got a fantastic studio. I'm so lucky. So you're down Bustleton Way, is that correct? Yeah. Oh, I lived in Perth for three years. Okay. And um, we have some very good friends down the south coast and it's just such a magical place. Yeah. So special. You go down to the Bustleton Beach and there's nobody there and it's the perfect beach. It's such a good beach. Yeah. And do you have quite an amazing garden? I wouldn't say that. I must say it's been on the back burner a bit. It, it doesn't get as much attention as I'd like it to lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am planting lots of natives and stuff now so that I don't have to buy them. I'm, yeah. I was wondering that. I was like with all the plants, like are yeah. you having to buy those? Are like neighbours kind of giving you plants? Yeah. There's a there's a protea farm up the road about 15 minutes and um, they're awesome. Um, and they do lots of banksias, leucodendrons, uh, lots of proteas. But I, I have planted all of those. And there's an awful lot around the neighbourhood. So, you know, I go for a walk and um, steal stuff or ask yeah. nicely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one friend. She has a florist friend and she's like, midnight bloom hunting is a thing. Like yeah. the florists and the stylists go out in the yeah. cover of night. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always got the secretaries in my car that are, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, she has that as well. She has it in the back of her car, like this little kit. There's like little jars and some scissors and some gloves. And oh. she's like, anything hanging on a footpath, 
She's like, that's public space. Fair game. So. <laughs> I'm not quite that organised, but yeah, yeah, I do always have secretaries ready. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I, I love your work and I particularly, I love the colour combinations and I love the botanicals. So and I was very excited when you said you'd come on. How long have you been painting for now? I started painting about 20 years ago. That was just sort of through a community little painting tutorial. I lived in Nanup, so that's 40 minutes from here. It was just a little dibble dabble and it, it opened my eyes. So I really enjoyed it. And from there, I was a single mum and um, um, I was in marketing for quite a while. So that all got in the way. But in the meantime, I was entering little uh, local competitions and just getting a little bit of a feel of what people thought of my work and, and really enjoying it, but not necessarily having their headspace for it. Yeah. And so when do you feel it kind of kicked in more full time? I left my public service position five years ago and okay. I, I did a little Instagram, just a little workshop, like two hours, yep. and that opened my eyes. I hadn't really found my sort of niche in what I was enjoying painting and I was still still finding that. I was enjoying watercolour and I still do, but really found my niche when I started painting the, the botanicals and the still lives. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about four years ago. Yeah. So yeah. with intention, I've been painting. I've still got a couple, well, one part-time job now at the local art yeah. shop. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is, that, is that nice? Is that yeah. a nice kind of, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Now I get to talk to the, to the local artists, which is awesome because I'm hanging out by myself for most of the week. Yeah. And that can be <laughs> that can be a lot sometimes. That's why Instagram is so great. I laughed when you when Robert said that are you going to anybody's studio and they'll be scrolling on Instagram. Yep, that's probably me. <laughs> it's so true, right? It's yeah. so true. <laughs> I was looking back over your work and then I, I noticed that you in 2019 you won the Frankie magazine which I love that magazine um you won the Frankie magazine good stuff and then you're also a finalist in the now is it the UTIC or how do I pronounce that yeah well I just call it Emsler 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 (laughs) how did you feel when those two things happened oh awesome um Frankie I just sort of quickly entered and thought oh well why not give it a go Um, I had been accepted into the Collie exhibition the year before, which is, I believe, the richest richest prize rural art award. Yeah, 50 grand. Um, So I got into that. That was a big deal for me. I haven't entered many over East awards just because of the shipping and the getting them there and having them arrive on the right day and the time and getting them back if you have to. And it's, It's a whole lot. So um, that was lovely too, Emsler and being accepted. I don't know that I'm going to go down that track anymore just because of that. Uh, It's so tricky. And I feel like some of these awards don't necessarily uh, market their um, exhibitions to sell. It seems like Mm. a lot of the shire ones, the, the cities, you know, they all have one and they don't necessarily go out and market sell so I'm, I mean I'm here to make work and get it out there I'm not I don't want a whole pile sitting in my studio 
I've started collating this list of all the prizes just because there's so many of them it out is, there. Yeah. And then some of the terms around them, you know, like I, is it you create a specific piece for that awards prize and all mm-hmm. that, like that, that in itself takes time and effort. And I guess it is that what, what do you want to get out of it? Right. And yeah. why are you entering it? Yeah. And I, yeah, I think I'm, I've sort of, been there and not I haven't been accepted in huge awards but um and I haven't entered them but yeah what what's it all about I I don't know where where I really sit in because I'm an Instagram person I don't know whether I'm worthy or whatever it's this what's your definition of success right so like what as an artist what are you in this for and how do you define that and that's the awesome thing about being an Mm. artist is you set your own rules and you set yeah. You set your own like goalposts for what am I going to achieve and when I achieve that, what will that look like and how will mm. that feel? Yeah. So I've not been a terribly good goal setter and I, I'm still not. I'm not somebody who looks forward five years. Um, yeah. Just seem to focus on what I'm doing. But I'm selling my artwork through Instagram. I've never had a show. Um, I've mm. been involved in group shows some but yeah I've never had a solo exhibition and I can't keep up with demand through Instagram so I don't know that I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's <laughs> you're like a successful working artist in my mind so yeah, yeah I don't know in terms of the the working kind of solely and working through Instagram, mm. how do you find the logistics and admin side of that? Is that something that you carve out? Like, is it one day a week that you go, okay, <laughs> I need to like do all the shipping admin or is it like, oh, it's just about to fall on top of me. I need to do it. <laughs> it's something that I'm rarely good at putting off. Yeah. Admin, God, tax and, you know, all that stuff. I'd love somebody to come and do that. Yeah, and I'd also love an assistant to come and help me with shipping because that takes ages, you know, packing and just finishing work. And so I usually do it once a week. It depends how many I've got sitting there to go out. I do tend to seem, I seem to be at the post office a lot. I was going to say, do they know you? Are they like, hi, Wanda? (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely because it's, you know, it's a fairly small country town and they, yeah, they all know you by name. And if you, if something goes wrong or you need to find something, they're very helpful. So that's good. But yeah, I do, I tend to leave it a couple of times a week. And how are you in terms of the like actual packaging of it all? Because this is something I find really interesting. And I've been talking to another girlfriend artist about this in that she was like making boxes like mm. and wrapping all that stuff she's like you know I went to one box company and they were going to charge me so much money so yeah. I actually just decided to start keeping big pieces of cardboard and wrapping up my art as beautifully and and really lovely but still yeah. just making it all her own have yeah. you got like a set size of work that you work on and you know you've got a box that fits that like how is that side of the process the bigger ones are tricky my the little job at the art shop is very handy because they get lots of boxes in and I grab them if I'm lucky. And most of my packaging is recycled, which I love because I, I don't buy bubble wrap. I, I just reuse the stuff that comes through the shop. Yeah. The littles that I have, which are the 18 and a half centimetre by 12 centimetre, I bulk buy the recycled boxes through Australia Post and nice. that's how they go and that's that's easy. But, yeah, I do actually have to make the boxes to the bigger sizes with the cardboard. 
yeah, yeah. and that's it's time consuming but I don't have an, enough volume to you know buy a 50 or whatever in one size so it's just a, another piece of admin sort of stuff that you have to work around and problem solve yeah and so what what's a day in the studio look like um, depending on what's going on, if I have fresh flowers or blooms or something that I found and the light's good, um, I'll be photographing usually in the morning. My studio's upstairs in my home and downstairs there's some, obviously the garden and the, the grapevine's beautiful dappled light and I'm, I've been recently put, popping my compositions under there. So I work from photos and yep. that's sort of, a focus for me to to get those photos taken and then yeah depending on what what else is on during the day I'll be editing photos and hopefully doing some painting I I often paint I'll, I'll paint a bit in the morning and then have a break or go and go to the post office or whatever do errands and come back up and work into the night yeah depending on what's going on and I saw you just recently you got some watercolors from a mm. store in San Francisco. There's an awesome San Francisco artist, Lindsay Stripling, okay. um, and I have I have a piece of her work that I got luckily a few years ago. And she was working for Case for Making, which is the shop in San Francisco that they they hand make their watercolors. Wow. Um, so yeah, just through Instagram, I I found that one, and I did um an R about it because because of shipping and. The exchange rate's not very friendly, but yeah. You did it. And have you used them yet? Yeah, yeah. I was just using them then, yeah. Are they amazing? <laughs> yeah, beautiful, yeah. So what makes a good watercolour? I think if it wets really easily and I try and buy the best that I can afford. So I tr- always tr- use artist quality paints and then they're all different. So the pigments and um, the way they granulate yeah, just I love watercolor because it's magical and it does its own thing. Whereas oils, you you very you, you pretty much know what's going to happen. So, what's your breakdown of what use of watercolors and use of oils? Would you say watercolors just playing for me at the moment? I'd love to do more, but the main work is through the oils. I've got quite a few commissions, and because I'm using oils all the time, I I know how they work. Kind of got that process down pat. You've got a bit of an idea how long a work will take you, what the colours yeah. are going to look like. Yeah. And what's your commission process like? If you're booked up for the year, is it? First come, first serve sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all come through Instagram or email. They will just contact me and we'll have a chat about what they want. I don't tend to commission the little ones. Anything bigger than that, I will. And I always take a 50% deposit. non-refundable deposit and because I'm working from photos it's a little bit easier for the client to imagine what I'm going to do because I will send them a photo and say what do you think about this Um, and after they've given me an idea of the bloom and whether they want a pattern or whatever and this year I was commissions are tricky um, yeah with the expectations uh and I was going to do less commissions. Instead, I've gone the other way and I've got more. <laughs> okay. Um, not quite sure what happened in my psyche to work that one. Um, yeah. I have decided that I'm only going to do them if I want to paint what we come to an agreement with. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's no fun. What's the point? Yeah. 
I think that's one of the most watched videos that I did was to commission or not to commission and things Mm -hmm. to bear in mind. Um, Because we've commissioned a number of paintings and some of them have worked out so beautifully and some are beautiful pieces, but not what we thought. And so... And how did that how did that work with the did you have to put down a commission and uh, sorry a deposit and yeah yeah and we've we look we've we've bought them all and they they're all here in our collection um, yeah but a really great example is oh my god my husband's gonna kill me for talking about this one but it's fine um my husband and I live next to this kind of little beach and we got a portrait of ourselves commissioned now you know like old worldy portraits where like the husband the wife is sitting in a chair and the husband is like standing behind her with his hand on her shoulder yeah yeah so we went down to our little beach and we sat in our togs with our goggles on our head and we took a photo (laughs) and like sent it to the artist yeah and you can kind of you can see Sydney city in the background and you can see like the the harbour beach where we are so the, I mean, the artist Sasha Sokolova, she did a fantastic job. It's a beautiful painting, but my husband gave her the direction of, well, we want like kind of the skyline in the background and we want some water in the front. And, and then, so it means that like, we have got to be like these tiny little tiny, things yeah. and then, yeah, to fit everything in. And so that was a really fantastic lesson of yeah. if you're commissioning a piece with a person's face in mind or as the kind of part of the commission, you really need to let the artist make that the majority of the painting, right? Because otherwise they're they're struggling to like make this kind of four inch by four inch, I don't even think it was that big, square look like you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just like that's so difficult, right? That's so difficult. But the painting itself is so beautiful she's got such fabulous skill and her color work is just amazing so yeah it was a really fantastic lesson in yeah. commissioning yeah. I, I've, I've not ever commissioned a work but I do enjoy collecting um, very mm. much and um, from learning from from organizing my own commissions yes if you can leave a lot of the artistic license to the artist and just love yeah. her work then yeah yeah, and that gives that just saying that to me, um, you know, you do your thing. That gives me the freedom and so much more enjoyment and less restraint, you know, and, and you enjoy making the work rather than trying to keep to parameters. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember the first piece you sold? It was a little portrait that I did, and and I was thinking this morning when I did this community painting course, my teacher bought the painting um it was of someone in the class and I remember that I remember the feeling or the the I was so relaxed when I did it mm-hmm. and when I first began to paint and and I was quite gestural and loose and I think about that and how I can get that back uh, I guess it's like drawing like a kid and then you know you have all these things going on in your head and expectations and judgments and yeah um but trying to get that back yeah I don't know that I can but yeah a little portrait of a gentleman in my art class did the teacher buy everyone's or did they just buy yours no I only bought mine as far as I I know (laughs) (laughs) Um, and when did you start calling yourself an artist 
gosh, I don't know, uh, probably about four years ago. People often ask me in the art shop, are you an artist? And uh, I, d- I say, yeah, I'm an oil painter, I guess. Yeah, I'm a painter. I, I don't feel like it. I mean, oh, tricky, yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. Everyone, this is the question. Yeah. Everyone is like, oh, I'm not an art. Like, you know, Robert, he's like, I'm not, I don't say I'm an artist. I say no. I'm a painter. And I'm like, dude, you're like total artist. Yeah. But, <laughs> and if you had to kind of wrap your style up in one or two sentences, what would you say? I'm a contemporary still life, mostly still life artist. Yeah, because I did graphic design, I, I've got a real um, graphic compositional elements happening in my work. I was watching one of your videos this morning where you were painting a, oh, I can't remember, it was, it was, you were painting and it started with the kind of pink background with the grids on it and then you the whole piece came to fruition and it made me think, does everyone draw the grids on? That's a really clever idea. No, and and I often wonder whether oh people are judging me for drawing those grids on there. No, um, I think that's so smart. <laughs> yeah, I use pastel pencil, so it just disappears, and I always use that pink background. But I don't know. No, lots of artists don't. I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's a confidence thing. One day I'll get rid of them. Mm. Oh well, so I, I think if it's working for you, I think yeah. it's a. It's a- Great idea. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the industry, what would you change? Uh, I would really like to see more artists selling their own work because I know it's possible and it's not hard. Yeah. Um, And quite often I'll contact an artist directly and, and purchase directly from them just because I know how much commission the galleries take. Yeah. And when I, because I know that, I expect a very high level of service from an art gallery if I purchase artwork because I yeah. know what they're getting and, you know, I, it, it's not tricky. As long as you, I guess you, you do need the time and I do understand artists who just don't want to have a bar of it, of the yeah. selling side of it and marketing. And But honestly, with Instagram and so many platforms that are free that go worldwide, there's only so many, only so much foot traffic a gallery gets through, whereas... You know, I've got a, a lot of viewers coming in, seeing my yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're selling abroad. I saw you had one going to the States yeah. recently. I sell probably at least 50% overseas, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, everywhere, not not just US, everywhere. Because of Instagram, it's just... You've got quite a large following. How has that kind of kicked over? It's been pretty organic. In the In the beginning, I had... Uh, a couple of lovely large accounts feature me. So the Jealous Curator in... Oh, I love her. Um, yeah. Ashley Longshaw bought a couple of my pieces. She's She rocks. She's just out there. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning I had a couple of lovely big ones, Design Sponge, and that sort of turned it over. Mm-hmm. And with the algorithms and oh, I've never understood any of that, and it has had its ups and downs. Um, where it'll go really slow and then, I don't know, somebody must feature it and you don't, you're not aware or it comes up in the Instagram search feed or something, yeah. something happens and then I get a whole heap more followers. It, it's just been a steady growth. 
I have put a whole lot of time, you know, mm. scrolling and you do need to be active and, you know, if, if you want to be seen, you need to be commenting and not just liking. And I do, I, because I spend a lot of time by myself, I'm talking to people on Instagram and, you know, there's conversations going on and relationships. That's, that's another thing about selling your work um, yourself is that you have a relationship with your collector. You've got something going on there. You just don't have that with the galleries. I've got nothing against galleries. I, there's certainly a place for them, but you can certainly do it yourself. I love that repeat buyers are coming back and back and you've got you've got something going on, you know, and you yeah. just wouldn't have that with the gallery. What do you do to get out of a creative funk? I can't honestly say I've had one. I've got so many ideas and so many paintings and not enough time really. I would probably take a break and go hang out in the garden with the dogs and the chalks and some fresh air. But I honestly, I, I can't get enough of it. I need to be up here painting. How do you know when a piece is done? Uh, when it feels right, when it's popping and giving me a little bit of joy going, oh, yeah, that, that's all right. Who's your biggest fan? Jeez, I don't know, my daughter or my husband. My husband's a bit, yeah, lately. <laughs> I don't think he'll listen to this. That's um, all right. I mean, if that's what he's doing, he knows that already. Like, it, Because it, it started off with a bang and if I sold something, I'd run run down the stairs and yell out. He'd be in the shed and oh, I sold one. And now it's, oh, yeah, great. That's great. Um, he has been very encouraging and he built my studio and he's also very creative. He's a furniture maker and he will often bring things to fruition for me if I need my painting desk modified or something fixed or you know he's he's a good champion to have in my little corner yeah yeah nice how do you deal with your inner critic inner critic or art critic Ooh, both both are they (laughs) are they separate for you are they separate I think so yeah I think so how do I deal with them well I talk a lot to them you know, out loud usually. It depends what sort of days, whether it's going well or not. I just try and tell them to shut up really, I think. You know, keep quiet. I'll do my own thing. The critic of myself is, you know, that's a whole other thing. As I've got older, things change, you know, and yet what, what's okay and what's not. And I try and keep them quiet. Yeah. Sit in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> had enough of you today where would you like to see your work take you in the next couple of years as I said I'm not a very good goal setter never have been I don't know that that's going to change I have had so many offers a New York one the other day I have so many offers I'm, I'm I know I'm very fortunate but usually I have to turn them down because I just don't have the work what was the New York offer it was an exhibition with sugar lift yeah okay and very short time frame. So there's no way, you know, shipping and all that sort of stuff, it's just not going to happen. But I'd be happy to, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm a bit of a plodder, you know, I won't look too far ahead. And I'd be happy. I, I think I'd like to nick the commissions. I'd like to be just doing my own work and yeah, doing my own thing. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like just a putting, a, I guess, maybe a line in the sand and going, right, 
this is the last one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it is, whether it's an ego thing or, or why I say yes. I'm eager to please. I don't know. But yeah. I always have a time frame. I give them a decent time frame so that that's not too constrictive. But, yeah, it's I think, yeah, that would be lovely if I could just paint what I want when I want. Yeah. Mm. I guess there's also a security in the commissions, right, because you know that that sale is made. That's true. Um, but when I do these littles, they're sold in an hour sort of on Instagram. Wow. So I know I'm very fortunate and in knowing that that, you know, I could, I don't know how long that's going to go on for. That might yeah. stop next week. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I guess there is there is that security. Okay, quick fire five. What's your star sign? I'm a Libran. I like balance. What's the last thing you read or watched? I watched an awesome thing about a quoll, the quoll, animal quoll family. Yes. A great watch in Tasmania. Yeah. Oh, awesome. On iView, on ABC iView. Quoll families. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) What's your favourite snack? Snack. Mm, It's usually savoury these days. Sneaky salt and vinegar chips. Band you played to death in your 20s. I don't know whether I was in my 20s. Ben Folds 5, I love. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love them too. Yeah. <laughs> the piano. The, the piano. Yeah. 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 Uh, last one. First, last or never on the dance floor. <laughs> Usually on the sidelines. Yeah. Not keen to get out there and kind of mix them on. I'm just waiting for that sort of self-consciousness to disperse. I think it happens as you get older. No, unless I've had a lot to drink, yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't happen lately either. I was going to say, I, I bet that's probably not happening much either. <laughs> oh, Wanda, thank you so much for joining us on Interview with an Artist. Oh, thanks for the chat. I'm always up for a chat. Thanks, Billy. 